0: Hey guys, welcome to insiders Wrestling. Jamie and Callum here, as always. How are you doing, Callum? Yeah, great. Thank you, Jamie. Super duper. We are joined today
1: by the promoter of violence and suffering. He is Mr.
0: Isaac Rodriguez. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm doing great right now. Planning our next event. I just want to say thank you guys so much for giving me the platform.
0: Not a problem. We've been looking forward to speaking with you ever since we... We found out about DXS, which was only this year. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been on our bucket list to get you on because we enjoy speaking to wrestling promoters and finding out, especially like how they're adapting to the pandemic. Um, obviously wrestling has changed a lot this year. Um, how it's presented, how it's promoted. Uh, it'd be good to know like, um, what challenges you've had so far and how you've overcome them. So on that note, how how has wrestling been for you, Isaac, over the last few months? Uh,
1: wrestling hasn't really been by my side, I must say, in the past few months. Uh, it, I, I I started a good year, and I can't complain. Besides the, all the madness that happened at No Justice, No Peace, but besides that, you know, I, I, I'm nothing but grateful for the opportunities I had, not only at GCW but also uh, ICW, No Holds Bar in the beginning of this year, sure. where I where I got to showcase my ability through the filmmaking aspect of pro wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I'm also very thankful this year for uh, the opportunity that was given to me to uh, become a part of the VXS faithful.
0: Yeah, with uh, VXS, I, we did a, a giveaway for the show, and we were following it quite closely. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot which was out of your hands, like which happened with, out of the team's hands, and it, it seems like you made the best of a bad situation. Uh, by all accounts, it was still an incredible show. Um, loads of great talent on the BXS shows and what so how did how did that come about do you you feel like it still went okay afterwards?
1: Uh, Yeah I I was absolutely a mess when the show took place but uh, once I saw uh, how much of a team everyone came together as it, it just made me feel like it was an event that I couldn't have even imagined that day and I, if I could switch it I don't think I would for that it's it's definitely something that's going to be like forever in my heart like my, yeah. the rest of my life but it's, it's it's something that you just can't make up it's like an actual movie you can't make this stuff up and uh, I I got through it and you, you just learned from it so I'm kind of grateful in a way that it did happen especially yeah. on my first event of all so uh, it's, it, it's, it's not a bad thing but even though it was a bad thing but I'm very thankful in a way and I, i'm I'm ready for whatever's next
0: yeah that's what that's what i was thinking it, it seems like it was a huge learning curve for everyone involved uh something you can learn from and use going forwards but like i said it was it still looked like it i, I thought it looked cool about the ropes like the fact that you still managed to pull off a show and it was oh, just...
1: that was that was like made as a decision like literally four minutes before we started recording really i, I have like an insane story about we we went through two sets two complete sets of broken ropes sent to us from South uh, Dirty Jersey. I don't know who uh, was in charge of whoever was driving that truck because they literally dropped it off the venue before I got there and ran away. And it, it, in a way it seemed like they were just throwing, donating and throwing away an old pair of ropes to sabotage our whole event. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the second I saw, the second I saw those, those ropes set up twice and it was, it was literally tearing uh, in the middle clinking couldn't even latch onto the one of the the turn posts and um i swear to god i tell everyone this if i was another promoter or other carny greedy promoter that's trying to get a quick buck i would have left those ropes on and i would have injured a town doing that and i said like that's not possible i wouldn't i would never let anybody go through that so uh it took me some pacing around looking like a madman but yeah i decided to to go the, the, the Raw Underground aspect, as people are saying, and I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like to describe yeah. it as if, if Raw Underground was held in, like, an episode of Workaholics, that would be acceptable
0: <laughs> I thought it looked so cool, um, I, I was following Twitter to find out, like, if the show was still happening, uh, and everyone was like, yeah, it's still going on, and, when it finally did happen and I saw these screenshots coming in and uh, <laughs> I was like, this actually looks really cool. It is like Raw Underground. Uh, if anything, it's more of like a legitimate Raw Underground than Raw Underground is because that's still um, produced by WWE in a really fancy arena. This is literally like an Underground show. <laughs> I just wanted oh, to...
1: Absolutely. It, the show was held in an uh, abandoned uh, Chinese buffet in smack middle of Philadelphia and Philly. I had, which is insane, and I'm so grateful for the the crazy fans that, that went through not just one, not just two, but three complete venue changes <laughs> within less than 24-hour notice. Like, I literally have the best fans ever. It's amazing.
0: Is it something you might do again, like, uh, intentionally this time? Like, bring back the, uh, the No Ropes ring for, like, a, an annual... Sure, where you just have like this raw I, underground feel to it.
1: You know, no one's asking. It. That's a good question. I I believe like it it, it is something special close to my heart. But uh, being an annual event, well, let's let's see if that buffet is gonna be uh, available uh, next August. You know, it's my birthday month, and that would be amazing. I I I don't want to. saying like I, I totally meant to copy what people are saying the blood sport, uh type of aspect, even though I, I worked videography for all of them but yeah. i also never got a penny from and uh <laughs> i just wanted to say that it's, it's it's something that not everyone can copyright you know wrestling is an art like that canvas is literally a canvas that you create and i i what i want to do with vxs is do something no one's really used to seeing and something that people aren't going to expect because that's the next step everyone that's graced with like even doing an event they would have just done, all right, I'm going to get a local talent here. Uh, I'll put them against Bob the Builder. And, you know, uh, no, like I, what I want to do is bring people not only from California, but from Mexico. Uh, I want to bring in UK talent next show. I want to be able to be one of the most diverse and unique promotions running in America. And I believe it's it's not that hard to have a mindset that you want to be different. But I think a lot of people right now are lazy with that. And just to sum it up, I, I think that next year, I absolutely would love to run an office. It's not something I would want to do uh, during the pandemic. You know, that was absolutely last resort. As you could see, it was not my intent. Uh, All three venues before this was outdoors. And um, I had to turn back about 70 fans and make sure I didn't intend to just steal people's money and pack them in a place right now inside of this little office. I made sure that it was uh, with with all safety precautions because I just don't want to have a, Exciting event, but I also want to have a safe event. And uh, if I could do this without the pandemic going on next year, absolutely, I would bring it back.
0: Yeah, I, you said you wanted to do something different and unique. And I think, um, given the circumstances, you definitely did. Like, you know, it was with the pandemic going on at the moment, a lot of companies are forced to be creative and think outside the box. You've got Warrior Wrestling, for example, who uh, in Chicago, they, they're running shows in a football stadium um you know they're,
1: they're, they're good people they're one of the first people to hit me up after the event was finished to check up on me and they're really good people so shout out to warriors wrestling chicago i hope to partner with them in the future yeah they're that, like one cool. of the they got a, they have a vision is what i say they have a they have that vision and i love warriors wrestling
0: yeah that, that's that's it that'd be really cool to see uh vxs and warrior wrestling uh we're, we're doing a lot of work with um the companies based in chicago and all of them seem to have like the same mentality. They all want to do something different. They all want to, you know, be creative, and I think that's great for independent wrestling. Uh, even if you've heard of it in New York, you've got Uncanny Attractions. You were
1: absolutely yeah. my my former neighbor, MV Young. Oh, uh, really? He, <laughs> yes, M- MV Young is. He used to be my neighbor in 2016. And he just moved from Pittsburgh, and I, I uh, we started working together with, with guests and stuff. And I love That's Uncanny. Cool. I, was, I just saw their special on IWTV last night. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we spoke to Dan Mitchell yesterday. Um, uh, great people. Great people. Yeah, dude. Uh, really interesting to talk to. You. And they were saying about doing a, a full cinematic event last night. So all four matches were cinematic. And... I think it's that kind of creativity which really interests me at the moment, where you can't have wrestling back to normal at the moment. You can't have full arenas. You can't have all the fans there. So you've got to do something a little bit different. And even down to, like, you having to do a show with no ropes on the ring, that was the different creative side to indie wrestling that I love. Um, And I think the fans did too. Uh, I haven't seen one bad word about that show. So I think it definitely paid off in the end. As
1: long as it's the fans love it and I really appreciate the kind words because I, I want to, I want to offer something because at the end of the day, I can't, I can admit, you know, a lot of old promoters don't want to admit it, but I am a fan of wrestling. If you're involved in this business and you're talking to someone in my roster, like a Jordan Oliver or like a Jimmy Lloyd, we would all admit openly we are fans of wrestling because if you're not a fan of it, you don't really have that, uh, that, that desire, that flame that, that you want to continue.
0: Yeah, yeah. You really
1: have to have a big a passion that I, I tell a lot of people. It's, it's not easy transitioning from filmmaker to a, a promoter that has to deal with the transportation aspects and all the contacting and all the, the rentals and all the production stuff. You're not going to find something as hands-on as this. So uh, I, I really want people to enjoy it because I wouldn't want to enjoy a bad match that I wouldn't find interesting or – putting in the effort for to offer the best possible match. Yeah. And um, I feel like there's a big voice to fill, especially in um, the, the area over here in Philly. They haven't had a show even before the pandemic. No one was really doing anything. And uh, Philadelphia is definitely a place I would like to take over it by the end of the year.
0: And Philly yeah. used to be such a huge hotbed for wrestling as well. It used to be Absolutely. like so many promotions in Philly.
1: Yeah, and you, you used to see a lot of, uh, Carney stuff there too that eventually died out because no one was going to. And yeah. there's not really that exciting thrill, which I think is another, uh, implement of why the fans did want to go and change, uh, to those three venue changes and come to our show because of that. There, there's a demand, there's a high demand for this in, in the area that no one's really doing it correctly. And I, I, I feel very grateful for uh, being able to pull that off. I don't yeah. know how I pulled it off. But I pulled it off, but I want the people, <laughs> I want the fans to understand that I want this something to, to to be fun, more fun than uh, actual. Well, obviously we're gonna implement some type of uh competition aspect and vibes into the VXS uh, upcoming events, but we definitely want to keep it fun. Like I said, uh, the number one thing I care about is what the fans think, and I think that I might, I might even, you know, I'll say I'll, I might even keep the that Mortal Kombat Gong instead of a bell. I, I'm probably gonna keep that
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm just like going back a bit as well you're saying you're a wrestling fan and how did the opportunity come about for you to to get involved with vxs to be the promoter how, how did this come about
1: um so we'll we'll start off where when i i, I started about six years ago in, in, the,
0: in the wrestling
1: biz or whatever they want to call it uh i started off like very young you know uh i I just uh, finished high school, and then I, I went straight to the House of Glory Dojo here in New York City. So I lived here in Brooklyn. It was relatively close. So I went there, and uh, I, I got to introduce myself to not only the Trainers Amazing grad and Brian Excel, but also the students there, where I grew to uh, build a bond with. And one of the first people I met was, I don't know if you guys uh, heard of independent wrestler Matthew Travis, who uh, just passed away last uh, November. So uh, Matt Matt Travis, me and him grew to be very close over the years uh, after being week after week in the dojo, but also uh, bring him into GCW when uh, Homicide had his event here in Brooklyn. And, you know, just seeing the growth of him meant everything to me. So uh, after like after my time in House of Glory, I was like, okay, maybe it's time to branch out. So that's when I did. That's when I started doing like GCW. I I entered that impact for a little bit. I uh, did uh, the ICW no old bar vignettes, and then um, uh, when I was doing GCW, I always brought uh, Matt along, and Matt was uh, a big like role model aspect. He's everything you would want. Matt Travis is everything you would want in wrestling. Like you really want that uh, that old school mentality of having not only respect but caring for your brothers. And the whole House of Glory roster is like a fraternity. You know, you all go yeah. like be in a pack it's a wolf pack for sure like once you're there like especially with like everyone being around the same age bracket and it's like a bunch of like it's it's like uh you know that that cobra kai but like not that the heel aspect of cobra kai <laughs> yeah. but it's like cobra kai but good and no one sweeps the leg you know so <laughs> yeah uh, so uh eventually in 2017 VXS was running it was uh founded by uh orlando fernandez and he started running shows that were very, uh, very like uh, not heavily promoted. You know, the, the presentation wasn't right, and they were the first outlet to book Matt Travis outside of House of Glory. They ran in New Jersey, and that went on for like two years, three years, or whatever. And um, they stopped running shows. Uh, and when when Matt passed, and they ran their tribute show, that uh, I talked to the promoter, and Orlando said that he's. He's not going to book any upcoming shows. He doesn't know what to do anymore. And I told him, you know what? You gave my friend a platform. I want to help you out. Let me book a show. And the original show was, uh, it was originally called Violence of the Lambs, which was going to run in March. And Uh, then COVID hit. COVID hit the (laughs) week before. So the bad bad luck kept going, guys. So uh, COVID hits directly when my uh, first event was going to happen. Uh, you know, you fast forward, and things start uh, opening up more and more. Blah blah blah. Uh, and I, I tell Orlando about my vision during this time down, and how uh, I'm, I'm 100% sure Matt would have wanted the same thing to happen. Uh, make a. Uh, I don't care if people call it a shindy. You call it shindy, but take uh, something that's like underutilized and underrated, and flip it complete 180 is what I'm doing. And I'm, not, I'm taking this little like plant into a tree that everyone's willing to see outside when they look at their window. I'm going to make this type of vibe that it's like a party and you could uh, not worry about politics and not worry about uh, what you say, not worry about people around you saying bad stuff. Uh, I want people to be safe and I want, I want to do something especially for the people that are in the Tri-State area to uh, mix along with people around the world and really utilize that old school Jersey, all pro feel old school ring of honor feel back to yeah. Coast. So that's my vision. And I think that's a vision not only uh, I think no one's doing, but I could see fans notice. No, every, not everyone's doing. You know, you have GCW touring, you have ICW becoming the the, uh, the top tier Deathmatch promotion. You have uh, people like Evolve that just got signed to WWE, so Evolve's done. Mm. And there's nothing really happening in, in our neck of the woods, and I want to take that and spotlight it as I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, I do miss that about. Um say so two thousand two to two thousand six Ring of Honor. It was like that was my favorite. that was so good. I missed that so era good.
1: Even impact, like the X Division days in the early two thousands we were one yeah. of my favorites. Like people like their peers like Loki, Amazing Red, like those people are, we, we idolize and everyone in the VXS roster. Uh we, we all watched that and grew up watching that. We're all in our mid twenties, early thirties. We're all trying to uh show people and keep on that that hungry competition. Uh, culture that was founded here earlier and spread to the fans of today on fight which is another thing i'm really big on i i I, want to say thank you to fight it was a complete nightmare dealing with uh what i had to go through on august but uh they were completely understandable and they they wanted to see the show happen so that helped me even more in a mental mindset so thank you to fight
0: yeah, fight are really good with a lot of things like that. They they did keep people updated with what was going on. We even got a message from them saying uh, the show's been delayed but it is still going on. They were letting everybody know what was happening. And they're there are awesome. great, they're a great a lot. to work with, yeah. So um will the sh- shows that you do in the future be on fight as well?
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna after the show they said we we want you to to definitely stay with us and we, we plan on doing more business in the future and they're the numbers they're telling me about the pay per view is just like mind blowing. I don't wanna I don't wanna say it out loud publicly right now, but it, it's looked really good. We had people from Germany tuning in, we have people from London tuning in and for the first live pay per view that means a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. The the fact that you got that worldwide reach is definitely a a bonus for being on Fight T V because they have got such a wide audience worldwide. Um, so that's a great start for you. And hopefully fingers crossed things go a bit smoothly, a bit more smoothly next time for you. But, uh, even still, great start. Um, going back to what you were saying about like wanting to be like early Ring of Honor and Jersey All Pro Wrestling, is the, the ethos of BXS based on competition and you know, like Ring of Honor is based on, uh, respect. You used to have like the Code of Honor. Is that kind of something that you know, will be?
1: 100% yes, I think a big, a big tease, uh, I don't know if, uh, well if you saw the show, but a big tease of that was absolutely Jordan Oliver versus Myron Reed. Uh, we're gonna be introducing October 4th at our next event. We're gonna be introducing our, uh, our record system for each individual that goes in singles competition and also Uh, I think it's going to be better monthly than weekly. We are a promotion that plans on running monthly, but I do believe we're going to be implementing it better than, uh, some would say AEW due to it being so constant and weekly. So now that there's like a time span, we could definitely do monthly rankings and the, uh, the competition, the, the competitive aspect of it is definitely something that I, I want to, uh, push towards in this vision and, uh, this project that I want to be, uh, and as an aspect of like a big fight field, you know, I want them Mm -hmm. to be, like these, these very dope Street Fighter Mortal Kombat fights, like an example of what I, I, I announced yesterday, I announced Brian Cage versus Blake Christian. That's something that I was imagining as if it was on Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so uh, you're going to be seeing uh, a really big uh, toll on our media towards uh, post matchup comments and uh, a bunch of more content involving that ranking.
0: Basically, wrestling is a video game anyway, isn't it? it? Wrestling is a video game, a comic book. It's anime. It's everything like that. And uh, I like the idea that you see the promotion being done like Mortal Kombat because it is. That's what. That's exactly what wrestling is. I was going to say, obviously, you've got your. Obviously, you're, you're a filmmaker. So I mean, when you're you're looking at these shows, you're looking at these shows. Are you are you looking at it as you're making a movie? Mm.
1: Absolutely. There, I believe it's like a, a movie that you're writing that has a beginning, middle, and end. I, uh, every card that I make, I imagine as if I'm the person watching and how that card would flow and transition. And, uh, I also don't want to insult the, the fans intelligence in the process of that. As, uh, the late, uh, Jersey all pro owner, uh, fat Frank said, you don't want to insult the, the fans intelligence with, uh, very forced stupid pushes or storylines so mm. uh i think that we are going to be very organic and very raw when it comes to stuff like that
0: uh, how useful has it been uh, being a movie or a film producer anyway like having that background you say like it you you do wrestling like it's a film anyway but how has it benefited you like even down to the videos that you guys have released for your upcoming matches they look like they could be on tv they would they'd they belong in like a promotion like Impact or NXT. It's that good quality. So how has even like having that skill set helped you out?
1: Well, first off, thank you so much for that comparison because that's definitely the goal. I want to eventually pitch VXS to television, and I do want to see if we could become like this early uh, X Games MTV style of pro wrestling. Mm. And I want to offer something that people could be relatable towards and uh if if there's something to uh talk about when it comes to v x s there's definitely the part of where fans are gonna come from probably around the world just to see it no matter where we're going uh it's gonna be something probably touring from california to mexico it's a uh i don't know about if how long it's gonna take for Canada to pull up but uh, there there there's a stuff there's a ton of stuff in store
0: That's
1: good is, yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I, I saw your videos, and to be honest with you, um, I, I was just impressed with how good the quality was for like the upcoming match graphics. And well, we have we
1: were. have an amazing crew. If I if you don't mind me shouting out uh, oh, our forward. guy J Rose from Nashville, our guy uh, Simon Mark Simmons, who who also works for uh, the Swerve podcast with uh, Shane Strickland, he works with us. Yeah, uh, who who is doing the the uh, moving match uh, graphics. We have our boy, Abdullah, who's been doing the the trap glitch edit type videos that I've been complete fan of. That brings that raw, gutty, gruddy, like, uh, jackass, uh, skateboarding yeah. stars and TV type of vibe. So without Abdullah, J. Rose and Simmons, this is not possible for any of our presentations all implemented together. And like I said, I, I want to do something that's like watchable and fun, yeah. like a movie. And they're definitely the best crew right now. And not just independent wrestling, but I think all wrestling in America right now. So I'm very lucky to have it on my side.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot of the, the actual product is presentation. Like it's good to have a, a good in-ring product and the story is going on, but so much of it comes down to how it's presented as well. And I like, I love the branding for VXS. I think it's great. Um, I'm a graphic designer, so I'm a sucker for like looking at brands like that. If something looks good, chances are I'll buy it.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> me too. I, I make every graphic re release and I, I think of it as if it's like a poster I'm gonna see in the mall and I'm gonna yeah. be completely starstruck by seeing and uh something relatable, like I said, that's something that's gonna be with like something that has that nostalgic effect like what we did with the Playstation One team with
0: yeah uh, this upcoming so event. I love it, where it's like uh, each match is a case. With the wrestlers on it, and yep. that's such a cool idea. Who who came up with that? Was it yourself?
1: That was just me. It was very, it was very like uh, it, it is something I always wanted to do, but it did make sense with uh, us introducing like the PlayStation 2 startup in one of the videos. So I thought it would be yeah, like I a, <laughs> a, a nice Easter egg if the following event, hey, let's go from PS2 to PS1. So we're gonna be doing uh, something like that. And obviously, if no gets on, I'm a PlayStation guy right now. Uh, I just ordered uh, the new Tony Hawk remake, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but I'm a big PlayStation guy, and it's something that I would like to keep implementing themes on each show. I'm definitely going to keep doing that.
0: I got a huge hit of nostalgia when um, when I saw the video and I heard the PST startup sound. I was like...
1: It's the best. It's the yeah,
0: best. I felt like I was 12 years old again.
1: <laughs> Remember those memory card slots you had to keep buying? <laughs>
0: oh, and they get full so quickly. Like, I'm Horrible. Mem- For the first like year of me having a PlayStation, I didn't actually have a memory card uh, because they were quite expensive in the UK. So I didn't get a memory card, and every every single time I played SmackDown versus Raw or Here Comes the Pain, I had to remake my characters every single time and start creating on a different card. What was that? Sorry,
1: (laughs) I used to get like a different card for the exact same reason every time. Oh, really? because it, it was not expensive around here, and I, I had to keep getting the, the the lower memory cards. So I would yeah. have to keep constantly getting them like each and every month just because of how many creations I was making on I'm Snapchat. So I
0: don't do that anymore. Like that just seems like a problem. I, I won't be able to deal with that now. I don't have the patience. But we got terabytes like, now. <laughs> yeah, terabytes of storage. Uh, I, I'm an Xbox guy. I like my Xbox. But um luckily, that's I what ter- Xbox. You used to have an Xbox.
1: I used to have the 360, then once I got the Red Ring, I said, fuck that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that happens. I'm glad that doesn't really... Uh, my Xbox died the other day, but luckily getting one of the new battery packs sorted it out. I thought I was going to yeah. have to get... I, was, I had to just switch to PlayStation at that point, I reckon, because...
1: Are you Are you a big gamer?
0: I'm quite a big gamer. When I have time, yeah, I love are, gaming. Have
1: you heard of uh, Machinima? Yes. I used to be partnered with Machinima when I was in the middle of high school. Uh, making Call of Duty, Black Ops trolling videos that got like twenty thousand views. Yeah, I used to watch uh,
0: Red vs. Blue. Uh, Teeth. Oh, I love Red. That was the reason why I got a three Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love Rooster Teeth. So, they oh, yeah. The So, yeah, I was a big fan of that. Um, I was
1: like, I was in the middle of high school, and then uh, college started. I just quit YouTube, and then I started doing wrestling. So, like before that, that's sort of where a lot of the the editing and graphic background come from is YouTube. I, I, I love YouTube.
0: Oh, I'm jealous. That's that's so much cooler than... I mean, you're a wrestling promoter and you used to do machinima work. That's, like, bucket list for me. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: you used to have lost that. I can't even turn a
0: computer on, Isaac, so I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude? He's not even joking. I've got a MacBook and he used to... Pressed the screen, saying, "Why isn't it working?" Uh, thinking it was like a touchscreen, <laughs> and he has no idea. Like the, the little apple on the back lit up the other day, and he was like, "Oh, look at the look at the apple lighting up! What? Wow, that's amazing! it's <laughs> oh, like, Amazing. You are so innocent, Jamie. I thought it was the sticker. Um,
1: hey, I had a MacBook for since 2015, and I still go, "Wow," when I see the apple light up.
0: Don't even worry <laughs> there about you know, it, Jamie. It's not just. It's not just <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Just, technology passed me by I think it's, uh... getting a Macbook absolutely changed my view on how easy it is to design things I used to use Windows for design and everyone was always like oh get a Macbook it's so much easier and I, I held it off for a few years and then I finally got a job where I had to use a Mac and I was like this is so much easier for designing uh, I it's I
1: convenient for sure yeah. I say it's always more convenient than uh than being what you're used to because I I started off doing uh, Windows XP and I had yeah. to deal with, in the beginning with AOL uh, uh, thing that used to be for the internet so like that was a pain to ask but like, uh, it's definitely more convenient and I, I tell everybody no matter what computer they get it depends on what you do you know yeah. you want you want it to match your it's like a pet you know like you just know it's your pet once you once you get it because it just matches your vibe.
0: That's it. Yeah. And Mac for me definitely does. I can't use iOS for the phone, but when it comes to Mac OS for laptops, I can't use anything else now. So I get work done twice as quick and I wouldn't even be able to do this editing for the podcast if, if I was using Windows. I'm just useless now, <laughs> but that's just me being, just me being picky. Um, but before we start rounding things up, Isaac, I want to know, uh, before your next show, um, can you give us a hook for watching your next show? What's the reason people should be tuning in to BXS on Fight TV?
1: I think the number one, uh, two reasons. I'll give you two big reasons right now. Number one, it's fucking cheap. It's like 12 bucks, guys. Like, uh, you, you're going to see pay-per-views uh, from Impact and from uh, other independent promotions charging you 20 to three. This is, it is like, completely cheap, and it's... Probably better than all those fucking shows. But anyways, uh, I think that uh, number two is I'm going to be uh, not only implementing something different into each match and offer something different for the viewers that's completely uh, competitive, diverse, and very respectful and bringing back that uh, competition aspect with great visuals and detail. But also, I want to offer people matches that you, you can't see anywhere else, that no one is going to expect. That's yeah. probably the biggest uh, key reason of BXS. I'm going to put MLW talent against AEW talent or put AEW talent against Impact Talent. Uh I'm working on a great partnership right now, uh, with Tony Khan. Tony Khan's the guy that uh got us Brian Cage after we lost um, really one of our guys, uh, because I've I've done uh private parties being the elite uh videography for quite some time and he's been a fan of my videography work and stuff, so he, him flying him out like means the world. So, uh, so we're, cool. we're gonna plan on partnering with AEW uh, a lot in the East Coast as we're trying to offer like something very different that people aren't going to be used to seeing, and also just fun. He gets the vision, you know. We're we're all we're all trying to uh, not be stuck at home quarantine and deliver something for the fans in some aspect. So uh, if there's any show you should be looking at on Fight, it's definitely the one on October 4th.
0: So, I, I love the the idea. I mean, as a fan. Every fan likes to play fantasy booker and do this whole. ML-
1: this is w- this is the that's exactly things. what I was thinking about fantasy booking. If you yeah. if you're trying to see the promotion that is going to do the fantasy booking, that's going to be VXS because it's driven by the fans. So this is going to be the absolute market that you want to keep your eyes on. I know there's a lot of people going everywhere left and right, but they're not going to do something that is going to be as different as VXS is going to be in the upcoming years.
0: I'm absolutely sold on that idea alone. Like fantasy booking, Mortal Combat, video game wrestling, count me in with a little bit of early Ring of Honor sprinkled in there as well. And
1: reasoning all behind that, our matches yeah, have
0: uh, a reason. Oh my God, is that? Amazing? Rankings, like, that makes. Sense. I, won-
1: I wonder why yeah. no one's giving people reasons for matches. That's inc- that's crazy. So we're we we're, we're gonna be uh, doing something not just to watch but also invest it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So where can we find uh, yourself and VXS on social media?
1: Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. You, feel, you guys can check out our next show, uh, VXS Wrestling Presents Legends Never Die. Uh, it's going to be available on Fight. It's going to be cheap as fuck. Uh, go over there and you can buy the possible – is possibly going to be better than our last event, let's just be honest. It's going to be insane. Uh, do you know when this episode's
0: gonna air? Is this, live this will be going it's... up tomorrow, so it'll be uh, okay.
1: Private. Um, uh, we just got Sunny Kiss on the card, so we're gonna be adding more AEW talent. Uh, we also got uh, Tony Deppin's match that's going to be revealed this upcoming Monday during Raw. We're releasing a vignette for that. So if you want to keep in touch with us, uh, VXS Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram, and if you want to check me out, it's at Bad Punk Isaac on Twitter.
0: Perfect. And we'd love to have you on again down the line. It's been great speaking to you. I've been, we've been keen to speak to you since before your last show. It just seemed so promising. Um, and I, I
1: apologize for keeping you guys waiting because I believe you guys aren't just a fine. show. I, you guys are media uh, uh, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You guys yeah. are the, you guys are the plug and the outlet that people get to voice their opinions on. So I, I'm not taking that for a grain of salt. And I also uh, encourage all of my talents to do podcasting because without you guys, then we, we can't keep it, everything afloating. Give fans something to, to continuously keep their mind on. So thank you. We're more
0: than happy to help because, like we always say, you're giving us your time too. We appreciate that. And it would be amazing to speak to you again after your next shows and keep this going, find out more about VXS, the future shows and what to expect. It's, it's great for us to be able to do these kind of interviews. We love speaking to promoters and find out, finding out what's going on. So like I said, thank you for joining us and thank you for giving us your time.
1: Thank you guys so much. This is only the beginning and I'm very happy you guys could be a part of this.